You know, there are some topics that uh, Joyce and I discuss in our podcast that I feel like I'm on shaky ground and don't have an awful lot to add. And today is one of those examples. We jump into a conversation about the challenges that are unique to women in the workplace. I sit back, I interview Joyce to get a sense of what her own experience has been, not only someone earlier in their career trying to break in, but ultimately as a senior executive. And I found this uh, to be uh, in some places humorous, but it's a pretty serious topic. And Joyce uh, gives some great examples of what she did to be able to find her voice and to be seen and heard. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Good morning. We have success, Joyce. We're here on the air. <laughs> Yay. Good afternoon. Good evening. You don't know what we went through to get connected. Oh, my today. God. Oh. Um, we Someday we may actually do a curriculum, but basically we decide what has caught our interest that we want to talk about that might be of interest to you as well. And I mentioned that with some discouragement, actually, all of the articles on women and women in the workplace and imposter and leadership in women and how it's different. And it, the reason I get discouraged is this is what I was talking about in the 70s. Mm. And what, and it is better, but it's still a prominent theme. So I said, Bob, I, I, I don't know how to talk about this. So he said, I do. <laughs> so I'll, <laughs> hand it over. I'll hand it over to him. <laughs> That's being way too generous. So I, I, I'll start by asking you, you, you said that it is better. Uh, what do you mean by that? How is it better now than perhaps when you were coming into the workplace? It's more uh, common. And I'm thinking of when I took an executive development course when I was pregnant with um, Megan, my second child, and very pregnant, but I wanted to get mm -hmm. through that first semester, um, heading toward my master's degree, which later turned out to be a very good idea. And the men were really bothered. It was all men. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a VP from Se poor Sears, and um, they weren't solicitous. They were more like turned off by that big stomach and kind of, I could tell it. And mm -hmm. they didn't really want me there. And I could feel that. And then finally, one guy said, what are you going to do with this knowledge? It's like, why should you be in here? Or what, what will you bring? We were asked about what we would bring. And somebody made some remark about maybe I wasn't bringing much other than this stomach. And I stood up and did a diatribe that I wish I'd caught. And I said, I'll tell you what I bring. I know how to manage a budget. I know how to stop everything and take care of a crisis. I know how to develop people and teach them and make them responsible. <laughs> I know how mm -hmm. to juggle multiple tasks. And I know how to switch from one to another. And I have a goal, which is to grow healthy children in a healthy family. Something like that. And they, yeah. guess what? They applauded. <laughs> <laughs> I was in. 
That's what I'm saying. They they dare do anything else but applaud. You right? Uh, that's right. Because I I was pretty ag- aggressive. I had had yeah. it. Like, what yeah. do you think it's like to be a woman at home? And I've always admired that role. And I was on a committee trying to weigh the contrib you know monetize the contribution of a woman at home because I wanted social security to pay it. Yeah, yeah. We want healthy families. So I was like that, okay? Okay. So, yeah, and you're saying that's different today, that it's more uh, not yes, acceptable. It's more, it's more uh, acceptable that you shouldn't step in that pile. <laughs> <laughs> how about, okay, so that's how things have changed. Uh, I, I'm going to irritate uh, perhaps you and our listeners. What yeah. hasn't changed for a woman in the workplace? Say I'm not the person to interview. Well, first of all, there's um, societal pride or organizational pride. On look, we got this many of them. Mm. Now we just need, <laughs> you know, a whole array of colors, and we'll be dandy. Um, so it's there's more social pressure on it, and uh, frankly, you see the competence of women CEOs. So there's a, um, you know, it used to be that competence didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it was kind of going along to get along and fitting in, and who's best at jumping through every hoop, uh, right. you know, gets the golden ring as opposed to who's the most competent to lead this organization. Yeah, and, and it's so so talked about and so overdone. And there are you know policies that are uh, in support, and you know all the um, diversity initiatives. So there's a lot healthier discussion yeah and social pressure and as the work you know right now people go who wants to come to work anybody out there want to come to work i don't care (laughs) who you are come to work so uh yeah and i i didn't experience women to be any more competitive with me than men yep and I also might have been blind to it. Okay. I know I had. I know that because I was um, non-stereotypical. I got yeah. made fun of quite a bit, and I just laughed. So I, I'd like to to focus on you. And I'm thinking early in your career. So you worked for some very conservative, traditional uh, types of businesses, like a power utility, and then yeah. a grocery company uh, that yeah. were predominantly male. Um, was there anything that uh, about you that said, "Hey, I want to jump into that uh, and yes, play make money space. for make money, <laughs> <laughs> feed the kids, <laughs> feed the kids." Um, remember, I became a single parent. Yeah, not by choice, <laughs> and so I was going, oh, "Gotta make money. What can I build on?" <laughs> and I had a great degree. But I won't even go into that. But I went into the Peace Corps right after college and got hooked on culture and change and um, diversity and initiation. Initiating. Initiating. Which then I went and worked in an inner city school where it was (laughs) pretty fraught with aggression and conflict. And um, I was putting my first husband through law school, and I didn't get 
that I was not a respected teacher by other teachers. I said, he's not going to be around long. That's right. And and so, and I pledged why I did it. I don't know, but I pledged to the principal. He's, I knew he was going to give me every troubled kid in the world and 30 kids in each class, five hours in a day in a row. And I said, how about I, I get to kind of do creative methods and, uh, if I promise you, I'll never send anybody to the office. <laughs> so I, I'll tell you what I developed there. You'll see two things. I developed a voice of authority. I would have been dead without it. And I later had two, two of my kids I liked murder somebody. So it was a highly hot box of racial tension at that time. Um, and I... Thank my dad for this word, spunk. You know, that I said that to him. And that he he said, well, how will you do that? And I sort of explained it in general terms. And uh, so I think spunk and voice. Yeah. Wanting to get something good done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. So... Think back to those uh, early days or er- earlier days, and perhaps even further along in your career. What are the lessons that you learned from being uh, a, a woman in a predominantly male environment with all the cultural implications of that? If you were to give uh, advice uh, to someone who is out there today finding their way, what would you tell them other than you just said two good things? You know, have your voice and have some spunk. Yeah. Could you tell them? Well, we could spend a lot of time on this snort. I'll use that's a fun word to snort around for where you can add something <laughs> and don't be bashful about sharing it. Or, and that doesn't mean I knocked on doors all the time saying, I have an idea. But if I was at a table where something was being discussed and I had an idea, snort around, mm. you know, about where interests me that's what i really did yeah where could could i bump this up where could i change this i did not mind working with all men because i also you know my boss was a woman i also worked with good women Mm. but when most of the time i was in meetings with just me and men so the other thing you can is helpful to have is a big brother that tormented you. <laughs> so you you just went where I was going to go next. So when you were in a specific situation, it might be a board meeting, it might be executive committee, and you feel that somehow you were being either dismissed or marginalized or go get the coffee. Uh, (laughs) uh, two lumps two lumps of sugar please Um, oh my god and could you please change the temperature in the room (laughs) very damn too hot in here uh so my question is i think you know where i'm going it's like so in that moment kind of what did you do that worked and perhaps what did you do that didn't work (laughs) usually i could treat it with humor or naughty it's kind of uh, yeah, not like I joined the boys club, but I could fight back. Yeah. So if they if they begin when at like at the beginning of a meeting uh, to be 
a little raunchy, I'd say, not anything worse than raunchy. Yeah. Or they, or there were certain words that were used to being used. And so at one point, <laughs> I'm going to say it. I said, oh, you guys, you know what? My uterus is killing me today. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, went, ah. and I said, that's how it feels sometimes with what you say and do. Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like, ooh, are they saying that? So, um, yeah, it's funny. The, to me, that spunk and having a voice kind of plays in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have to tell, I can't even remember this woman's name. I was with Wellby Superdrug, and we were at a leadership meeting. And we were in a heated conversation. We all needed to get a cup of coffee. So uh, we asked for someone to come in and take our order. And I remember that moment. Uh, and I knew this this woman. She She was nobody's fool. And she really had spunk. And so she came in and she took our order and everyone was kind of dismissive, not recognizing mm -hmm. her, but okay, uh -huh. I'm just black, just cream. Uh -huh. Okay. Can I have tea? Uh -huh. So she came in with the coffee and, and it was amazing. There's something unique when you have a, a cup of coffee and you drop it from about a half an inch off the ground, uh -huh. it makes a splash. So she literally put down each coffee and she didn't put it on the table she dropped it about a quarter of an inch above the table. So it, and then she just, and creamer on the center of the, the creamer on the center good of the, the, the table. And I guess good for her. And, but it, it was, uh, it was spunk. It wasn't humor. <laughs> it was her yeah. making a statement like, yeah. you know, you know how I felt. You felt like I'm making you feel now. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and I, I don't know where to go with that. that. Well, I'll give another example. I was being considered for um, officer position at Hannaford, which I I had my boss had told me never going to happen in your field because he was yeah. wanting to me to be surprised by it. So instead, I went out and interviewed <laughs> for another <laughs> job. But um, I I was doing a my first presentation to the board. It was on diversity. Yeah. A great model. It's still a great model, people. If I can ever dig that up, boy, did I have a model. And they kept the men in the room. This was all men. Attention on other things in the room. So I was not that important, but they kept cutting my time short. Yeah. Until finally they said, you can present during lunch. Yeah. So, yeah, so, and the food was in the room. So I said, I'll tell you what, I have five kids, so we're going to run this like I do at my home. Go get your food, sit down, and then you can't get up again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done. So I also took chances, you know, yeah. and, and I said, and then when I started, I said, this is an important topic. I understand that you had larger topics that had to take up more time. So I am going to be as short and sweet as I can possibly be. And they accepted it. Yeah. I, and so two, a couple of lessons I learned. And yes, this was the meeting in which all the bigs there kept telling me, could I go get more fruit? <laughs> and the temperature of the room. And, and I, 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 um, to speak because I don't know who they thought I was. I said, I hope you're now satisfied. 
with the temperature in the room. I couldn't resist. Um, however, when I left after bravado, I dying and rode home with three of the Hannaford executives. And I said, oh, my God, I didn't get to do my thing. And I've got to do it. And I wrote, honestly, about a three to four paragraph letter the next day. Yeah, wanting to get that material there, feeling like I'd really ruined it. I took it into the CEO and said, would you just look at this? Because I want to send it to all the board members. And he looked at me and he said, I'm going to teach you a lesson. He ripped it up. Yeah, he said, don't apologize. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you, haven't we been the recipient of some real wisdom? Uh, that was great. Yeah, so it really was. It, it was making it. He said, "You're making it bigger than it is." It was a very, uh, for me, a, a response of wanting to make everything okay. Oh yeah, yeah. We, you know, it got a little, you know, as you say, fruit salad upset, and you wanted to kind of put it all back yeah. together. Well, so and, I, and also establish my. This is why I was there, buddies. Yeah. So and he said that, and I said that to him. And he said, "I'm not sure that's the only reason you were there." And I didn't, I didn't have any idea what he meant. Okay, so I, I'm going to go back to the example that I gave, uh, and it's amazing. It was 35 years ago, but I remember the woman's name, Anita, mm -hmm. uh, dropping the cups, and you know the oh. coffee oh. come leaking out. I, I'm not suggesting you ever do that because there was a little bit of passive aggressiveness. But she was trying to teach us uh, in that moment about what it felt like uh, to be a woman in that room. And you, in the stories that you shared, it, the teacher that you were as an educator and the teacher that you were in the Peace Corps kind of showed up, uh, you know, at work. Well, and so, it was passive aggressive, and thank God yeah. it was. So what yeah. I am going to be, because I can't afford to be aggressive aggressive. Make your point, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I could have said, now you guys, you don't realize it, but when you use a certain term, it really is uh, offensive to me, and I want it to stop, and I'm asking you, please don't do that. And I don't know even today if that's how I'd say it. I, I preferred poking in the ribs. Yeah. And so, a declaration of equality. Yeah. So I love poking in the ribs, uh, having spunk, uh, having a voice that is scrounging. Heard. Scrounging. What was the scrounging thing? That was that was. Would you call it snorting around? Snorting around. I was thinking like snorting a around. I just I just thought of a. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! One of those ant eaters going around and sniffing up uh, right. ants. Right, and so I was thinking of a dog and truffles. So yeah, it was. So, so we've got a couple more minutes. Um, how about, uh, we've talked a lot about what you did that made a difference and, and helped you navigate in a, a predominantly male workplace. How about advice about what not to do? So don't do the following if you want to integrate. Uh, and this isn't just a female male issue. This is, I'm different. I'm different. Well, and I'm coming different in. or underdog. Or underdog, yeah, well put. I'm slight, you know, I was underdog whether I wanted to admit it or not. I just had a uh, have a wonderful father that would help too. Mm. <laughs> How about what not to do? Present problems without solutions. 
Yeah. It's with you till gossip. So what's gossip? Don't gossip. Uh, be very careful. You can connect. Yeah. And also being an HROD, you know, confidentiality really mattered. But I can one moment in my career when I gossiped and I still feel horrible about it. I joined people at the level they were not long, but I mm -hmm. still, I won't say what it is because it's confidential, but I, um, that's not okay. <laughs> you mm -hmm. um, do because men in the workplace often at that time used women as a more comfortable confidant yes. than a guy they were competing with. Yeah, I, I have been the benefactor of having worked for a number of women who I, I considered great leaders. And uh, they were, I mean, when I was with a boss, uh, I always felt an anxiety and a tension about pleasing or uh, okay. focusing on them. And what I would distinguish, those women that I worked for, were almost confidants. I mean, I felt very comfortable mm -hmm. uh, laying out what I felt and what I saw without this feeling that I'm being judged. Uh, and I'm not saying that's universal, but I, I think mm -hmm. the distinction of leadership today has to be less paternal, um, but what to do, instilling fear in the system, discipline, and more, uh, you know, maternal which or, is or, nurturing more typically less first of all men and women are blurring and are changing yeah. and, and that's good so where do you need feminine skills which will shift because yeah. we don't our brains are going to shift so we're not going to have the right brain left brain uh in inequality oh we could go yeah. for I'll stop right there. We, <laughs> well, no, this has been, I, I, I'm glad that we, we talked about this today uh, because I think it's, I think your experience and what you did and the lessons that you gleaned over time uh, are uh, really important for particularly our female uh, woman listeners out there. Go and get a big brother. Now. Go get a big brother <laughs> stick on you. Okay. Hey, till the next time. All right. I'm not sure we say this enough, but uh, Joyce and I love what we do. And we fully recognize without having you as a listener checking in with us, either occasionally or every week or every now and then, uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And we have you to thank, and we appreciate you sticking in with us for the last couple of years. We live in really uncertain and crazy times, and I know that your time is valuable. So thank you so much for being a part of our experience. Joyce and I, thank you so much. And until next time, be well and be safe.